This show was first broadcast on Access Radio Taranaki 104.4 FM, thanks to New Zealand On Air. Hi, I'm Keith Del Mar, and this is Inspiration Now, a show that comes to you with love and is here to inspire the positive in your life. Hey everybody, Keith Del Mar here. Very excited to be here. This is my day one first show on Access Radio here in Taranaki. This is amazing. I'm here. And uh, it's incredible to be here because sometimes you just have to jump. You might not be ready, but you just have to say, okay, take a deep breath. Yeah, you don't have all the ducks in a row. Not everything is perfect, but you jump. So here I am. I've jumped, and I've landed in front of a microphone, a very comfortable place, I hope, for me. So today's show, how I made it from upstate New York to Taranaki and why. So I'm going to start the show off. This is a 30-minute show, and I really thank you for being here with me, maybe hanging in there for the next 30 minutes while I tell you some stories, share with you, and connect with you. What I'm going to share is... My, my inspiration story. Here we have a show called Inspiration Now, and this is a bit of a leap. I'm talking about inspiration. I talk about love and kindness. That's who I am, and I'm just going to be me 100% for you, and hopefully we can connect and share some more love in the world. And, you know, love is a funny topic because people kind of sometimes shy away from it. Even my wife's, you know, looking at my intro text going, ooh, that love, ooh, ow, ooh. You know, it's a bit, you know, it's a bit, it's love. It's intense. It's powerful. It moves things. It makes, makes things happen. Well, I have a lot of it, and I'm totally keen at sharing it. And so here I am on Facebook and on the Internet, and I'm live on the radio, which is really fun. Uh, so here I am. I'm going to share with you my inspiration story. So this story, sometimes I share it when I want to talk about inspiration, and here I am talking about inspiration, so let's do it. When I was four years old, I was sitting in the front room of my home. The carpet was long, green, shag carpet. It was warm. The sun was coming in through the window. The cat was laying in the sun spot, and I was just next to the cat. And I had so much, I was full of love. I just felt it. I could feel that love that my parents give to me. And my mom was a, is a very loving person. She's raised me on love and hugs, as I always like to say. And I thought to myself, that love, I want everybody to feel that love. And I thought, I want to share my love with the world. And again, I'm like four, four and a half years old here. And so I have really no clue how that all works. But I did, at that time, think to myself, I'll get on television and I'll share my love with the world via that box. And that was just the seed. That was a small seed that I planted for myself at four and a half years old. That was my inspiration. And from that day until this day, 41 years, uh, 41 years old, I still carry that same inspiration. What I do every day, no matter whether it's here on the radio, creating content online, I working, 
I work, I have a full-time job. I am aiming to share my love with the world in whatever I do. So whether it's, you know, a marketing campaign for selling something or anything that I'm doing, th that's me behind it. Whether I'm going to work and talking to co co coworkers, um, for me, let's bring some kindness to this. Let's bring a positive attitude and let's make things happen. So let me take a step back. I've covered my inspiration, share my love with the world. Pretty big inspiration, pretty, pretty huge. How does that all work? How do, how do I let that carry me through life? Here's how. So first, of course, we got to grow up. And while I was growing up in one of the largest trailer parks in the world in upstate New York, the lovely Turf Trailer Park, I thought to myself, you know what? In order to move on from this place, which isn't a bad place, it was an amazing place to grow up, amazing people that have all went on to do amazing things, but we were, we were the turf rats. We were the kids from turf. The kids that the school that we went to wanted to give us our own school so that we could, uh, that we could have our own little school separated from all the other people in school to help us with our perhaps learning disabilities. So that's where I was growing up. And we grew up with uh, slang and uh, just like anyone, just like you do when you're growing up, you have a different way of talking amongst your friends. And when I was 12 years old, I decided to make a conscious effort that I would aim to speak differently. That I was going to make a conscious effort of how I spoke, the words I used. I would give up on slang. I would change the way I spoke in order to accomplish some of these goals and communicate. Now, communication is just like so fun for me. I love being here and talking to you communicating through these airwaves. It's just, it makes me so happy. If anybody knows about being in your flow, this is my flow. Right now, I am jazzed up. I'm like the perfectly happiest person in the world. So through my growing up years, went to school, was told that I had learning disabilities. Uh, I was overweight as a kid. I was very self-conscious. And I had to battle these little things to get through the growing up process. I had to get through the time when my mom took me to a talent agency and I wanted to get on the Nickelodeon television show and make commercials. And I was about six and a half years old at that point. And the, the talent agent, she said, honey, let me describe your shape to you. And now if you're watching on Facebook Live with me right now, you'll be able to see this video, or if you go to my Facebook page, uh, you'll be able to see this shape. But what I'm describing here, as she did for me, she said, you're shaped a little bit like this, a big tummy and a big bum. Yeah, that was me. That was my shape. I was a bit overweight for a kid. I had a bit of a curve in my back. But that, that's me. But just having that told to me, at that young age, and you peop listeners, you know this happens. It often is uh, that conversation around this is often focused on, on, on young girls, but it happens to boys as well. That affected my image of myself for most of my life, where I, 
always thought I was overweight. Even when at 18, when I lost all my weight, my entire body changed. And now, looking at me now, if you watch the video, I'm a pretty trim character. Um, not much weight on me, but I still just little seeds of feeling like I'm overweight. Don't worry, I eat lots of health food. If you know me well, you know that's true. And I, I enjoy keeping fit and loving life so that I can keep on doing what I'm doing right now. So through growing up, the process of growing up was great. Going to school, learning, learning how to learn. But you had to get over those challenges and get through them. The ones that you think are going to stop you. And guess what? If you don't get over them, don't worry. You have more time. You can get over them later in life. It's a little bit more challenging sometimes, but you, you need to go and find the tools. So if I have some young people listening, don't worry. Things are challenging you right now. All good. Start hunting for the tools. The tools to use in order to fix those things that don't feel right. And that's a part of the why. We'll get to that, though. So part one of my story is this growing up. Part two is picking up things along the way. So here, I had this inspiration, share my love with the world. Now, what am I going to do with this? How am I going to get there? And where is there? And what does it look like? Well, I thought if it's around love, I'll just, you know, cultivate that. Um, I can remember the point when I was about, oh, 14 years old where I really concentrated on not lying anymore. So I, I tried to tell the truth as it was very clearly and uh, not made up stories about, uh, I don't know, or just stretching the truth so much. These little changes I made were vital. One of them, I'll say, when I started working around 14, 15 years old, and I worked in retail, I gave every day my all, and I looked for the lessons that I could learn in that day that could teach me how to be a better version of myself. What could I learn? Where could I, where could I dig? It didn't matter what I was doing, working in an office supply place or digging a hole for a swimming pool. I was looking for the lessons, and I haven't stopped looking. Now, picking up things along the way, I'll just pause there for a moment because I just had something pop into my head, and it's M Mr. Wright, and he was my sixth grade English teacher. I want to give him some credit here because he told the class, he said, listen, I'm going to tell you one thing, and it's the one thing that I want you to remember from this entire year of learning, and that is to be observant. And he said, be observant. Notice everything. He encouraged us that our brains had the capacity to take in far more than we thought they could. And so he encouraged, he said, just take notice of everything. Take notice of the open door right now in the studio, thinking, mm, could close that, better sound quality, <laughs> my internal dialogue happening now. Um, the, the poster needs some push pins on the bottom. Notice everything. Where are the exits in the building? What are the lighting? What is the lighting like right now? How's everything happening? Where's my notebook? I was right in front of me. Just notice everything around you. And what that allowed me to do was being observant. I picked up on a lot of different things. 
how people were behaving, how people were responding to the way I was talking in a conversation. Were they comfortable? Were they uncomfortable? Did they understand what I was saying? Did they not understand what I was saying? How could I make things better for other people? If I'm working in a customer service role, how can I make the experience amazing for the customer? By observing everything around me, what the weather was like that day, how was the person dressed, did they look disheveled, are they having a good day, what's the tone of their voice? You see, if you're aware of these things, you start to feel more of what's going on around you. And so for me, that was just one of the aspects of me picking up things along the way on the journey of living my inspiration. And when I say inspiration, I think to myself, how does that work? How does inspiration work? And for me, inspiration works like harmonization. It's uh, resonation, excuse me, so resonating. What gets me going is when I align my sharing love with the world with other things that have that same frequency that get me, get me going, vibing with it, basically. So along the way, I have um, I put in some work. I've tried a lot of things, and I've sat on a lot of ideas for a very long time, learned about technology. I've learned how to communicate better. Coming out of uh, going into university, I did some auditioning because I was in theater, performing arts on the stage, did some auditioning and toured as an actor. Learned how to stand on stage and talk to thousands of people. That was amazing. And that is part of now my goal, is to become a public speaker, become a motivational speaker. I love being in front of people right in front of them. I can see their faces. I can hear, hear the breath. I can see the audience contemplating what I'm trying to say here. That is one of my goals. We'll get there. This is a step in my goal. This is me picking up something along the way that suits and feels good, feels great. And so as I pick up these things along the way, I'll be telling you more and more of my story. I'm not going to get it all to fit into a half an hour, but the half an hour fits into my lunch break, which is absolutely perfect for me. So thank you, Access Radio, and um, thanks for listening. So one one more thing that I picked up along the way was the need to go beyond the comfortable stage that you want to learn about. So here I was, an actor on stage, performing live in front of audiences, primarily theatrical, uh, primarily educational institutes hiring this theater troupe to come in and do these performances. And I thought to myself, okay, I'm an actor on stage, but would I be a better actor if I understood what the sound technician was thinking and the lighting technician and the director? Could I be a better actor? Could I do this job even better? So I went out of my comfort zone of acting and into a slightly other comfortable zone for me, which is techie, interesting technology stuff. And I started learning about sound design and lighting design and starting to get a whole picture. Now, I understood that I wasn't good at the whole picture, necessarily. But having that perspective allowed me to say, yeah, cool, I could do acting even better. I can now communicate with the person up on the booth. 
and know how to control my voice in the microphone, perhaps. I'm not saying I'm a professional. I've just played around with it a lot. Now, I've played around for a long time with this stuff. And during my journey, I'll tell you, and I'll just take a moment here to tell you a little bit about that journey, a bit more. Grew up in upstate New York. In my 20s, I moved to South Florida where I had a business with some family members. And after seven years of that business, I moved to New Zealand and lived in Auckland for about 10 years, during which time I've worked for several companies in the organic food industry as a, as a uh, business consultant and as a marketer and a coach. And I also ran my own business for seven years of that, which was an organic wheatgrass business called Keith's Wheatgrass. And the wheatgrass business here in New Zealand was my first attempt to do something, you know, sharing, sharing my love. I thought, well, I still got this goal and share my love with the world. How can I get it started? So I thought, well, Keith, you're not ready to go up and do major public speaking role, motivational speaking. You might you, you go start a business, get, get it to be successful, and then you'll have something to talk about. And so I went and started this business. And I decided, well, I'm sh- you know, selling this, these, this product, an organic product, you, this wheatgrass stuff, a superfood as it was, is. I would share my love through this plant that I was growing for people. It's basically sprouts. So I'm thinking, oh, you know, I'll just you know, do a good job, share my love with the world this way. It felt okay. It was good. It helped a lot of people. It's very healing food, especially people dealing with different health problems. But it wasn't exactly what I was wanting to do. But I knew I had the end goal, successful business, get up, get up on stage, talk about the successful business, and away you go. But that wasn't it for me. And you know what? In the end, the business wasn't incredibly successful. I sold uh, thousands of juicers, learned a lot of lessons, had lots of customers. At one point, I had five employees. It was, it was fun. It had its ups and downs, and in the end, other superfoods came along, and juicers were no longer in fashion. It went to blenders, and the business wasn't an ultimate amazing success, but I learned a lot. So with that learning, I was able to help other companies and take me a bit further on my journey, but I wasn't quite ready to settle in to making things happen. And that gets me to my next part of this show here and it's going to be the wrapping up of this show now it's only half an hour but I'm I guess I'm doing a pretty good job of talking a whole bunch <laughs> I hope I'm not wearing your ears out and hey give a shout out to uh, me on the Facebook if you got to listen go ahead and find me it's Keith Delmar that's D-E-L-M-A-R love to hear from you the next part here sharpening the tools and creating so being in Auckland, I was starting to sharpen my tools, learning about social media, learning about the internet, learning about technology. And I love technology, don't get me wrong. I, and I do a lot on social media, or at least I'm trying to. This is a part of me being more consistent, showing up weekly. It's an amazing thing to be consistent. I'm dyslexic. I'm super dyslexic. Yes, it gives me creativity, but boy, consistency is not my ultimate thing. But this... 
every Friday, 12.30, live on the radio here in Taranaki. This is consistent, and this makes me excited because it's taking a weakness, leveraging it, and going, yep, I know how to fix that. Let's do a radio show. Why not? Make it happen. So sharpening the tools, this is what I'm doing. The tools right now these days, social media, computers, all this online stuff, it's just tools. We still have stages, which I'm really thankful for. Thanks, um, and I'm excited to someday get onto a stage. But I do have a full-time job and an amazing, beautiful family of two children and my wife, and extended family, which I love very much. So time is precious. Full-time job, full-time family, full-time passion. Where are you going to stick it all? I'll tell you what, five, five o'clock in the morning, that's a good place to stick it. Stick a half an hour in your lunch break. There you go, problem solved. At least that's what I'm trying to do. And now I'm trying to start doing the creating. I've been sharpening tools for a long time, but not doing as much creating as I'd hoped. So I was going to think of an, I was thinking about these notes here of how I was going to run the show. And I thought maybe I would do a, uh, a fourth line here after sharpening the tools and creating. What's next? Is it my dream is succeeded. I'm on stage. I'm talking to thousands of people. I'm able to share my passion. I'm able to connect with people and help them feel their passions or see their passions. I mean, it's all inside us. We get to do this individually. Um, Nothing makes me better than anybody else. We've all got passions. They might be unfound. They might be coated over with a bit of dust. We need to shake them off, but they're there. We're passionate. We're passionate beings. Now, what I realize is there's no next step. Until the day I die, I promise you, I will be sharpening my tools and creating. That's my commitment to you. And that brings me to Taranaki. For some reason, I had this feeling, okay? I had this feeling. I felt it was right, and I listened to that feeling that moving to Taranaki was the place for me to launch, just to skyrocket with being my ultimate self, just being the trueness of me, that was Taranaki. Come here, make a home here, bring your, you know, come down with our family. Now we have family down here as well, which is amazing and beautiful. Get to be around them and connect. But that was it. I felt it was right, and I listened to that feeling. And now I'm down here, I am committing to doing more sharpening and more creating and leveling up. And that's what takes me to my last little thing here, which we'll talk about. Now, we've got 10 minutes, so I'm going to have a bit more time at the end here to discuss some more things. But it's, about, it's around no speed limit. What I mean by that is we often limit ourselves based on what people say. Oh, it takes four years to get a degree. Or you have to do a lot of this or that to make things happen. But that is not true. Things can happen for you towards your goals, whether how lofty or how finite they are, whatever your goals are, whether it's just to get out of bed in the morning or make something happen at work. It can be small things. There doesn't have to be a speed limit on that goal. Yes, things take time. Yes, it's, it takes time to learn things. But it's important to allow yourself that time and not be so critical 
that uh, things aren't happening perhaps as fast as you want them to. Now, it might sound contradicting here talking about it might not happen as fast, but at the same time, just remind yourself not to allow anybody to tell you how fast it's going to take and what you need to do before you get started. No speed limit. Go out there, learn about what you want. There's a whole internet of things that you can tap into. There's a local Pukara Ariki library here in Taranaki and a library near you wherever you are. There's a plethora of information. There's computers to use. There's people to talk to. Connect. Learn. Dive in. Don't hold back. Don't wait for that shiny new piece of equipment or that tool that you think you might need. You've got other tools. You've got this tool up here you need to sharpen. Being in this kind of work where I want to produce social media content, I always think, oh, the right microphone, the right camera. I'm using a mobile phone to go live on Facebook right now. I've got the mic here. Thank you, Access Radio and all their technology, which is cool, but I don't necessarily need this to make this happen right now. But you know what? This makes me excited. And I pushed for this. I found it. Find a local comma radio station. Kama is the overall branching umbrella here in New Zealand for uh, for your voice and your choice. <laughs> so public radio, go out and find a local station if you want, if radio is your thing. Find your thing, what it is. It doesn't have to be in the face of everybody. I just happen to be a creative connector. That's my deal. Uh, I like to be in front of you. I like to be sharing with you with my voice and being right in front of you. So I embrace that with the tools that I, I need and find. And, I, and I'm not limiting myself of how fast I can go. Now, even though I have a full-time job and a full-time family, I'm still making it happen. And I feel like that's me taking off the brakes, saying, I love my job. I love my day job. I'm not going anywhere. I absolutely enjoy what I do for my work during the day. I am in the marketing space. I love helping. I love being part of a team. I love learning and growing. Like I said before, any job that I ever have, I always take advantage of that space and say, how can I learn? How can I grow? How can I improve? How can I share my love with the world? I'm doing it every day. I get to do it every day. I get paid for it. It's wonderful. But there is that extra little bit that I like to do, which is what I'm doing right here and what I would someday like to do on a live stage. It's a fun place to be. But the reason, there is a reason why I do everything that I do. One of the reasons here for being at Access Radio and for going online is that someday, just doing a little pre-work here, when I get onto a stage, I want to be able to say to that audience of whoever they are, young people, any age, okay, I want to be able to say, hey, if you want more of this, if you want to connect with me more, go online. And I want them to go online and see hundreds of videos separated by different topics that they might want to learn about. And they can dive in and pick and choose whatever little bit of Keith Delmar's brain they want to pick. Or they just send me a message and connect and say hello. And so that's where I am. Here I am in Taranaki, amazingly happy with my life. And that is because I'm living in my flow, accepted my destiny of being a love-sharing, creative, post-entrepreneur, 
dude from upstate New York just saying, I accept who I am. I'm totally cool with that. Even if it has the word love in it, I'm just going to go for it. I, I honestly am just so happy. Goose pimples all over me right now. It's just my arms all over. Thank you for being with me today. I really appreciate you being here. I've got about two more minutes with you. I'd love for you, wherever you are in the world, this also shows up on a podcast. It's going to show up on YouTube. It's going to show up on Facebook and Spotify and wherever you connect. I hope that we found each other. hope you've listened right to this very point. And I'm looking forward to connecting with you again. This has been really fun for me. And it was scary, yes. But guess what? You've waited this long, so you get one more last story in my last, very last minute. And that is taking a chance, jumping out of your comfort zone. Now, about two months ago, I took my selfie stick and my camera. I should get in front of the camera. I got a mic here, but a camera went to competing here. And I went out into the streets of Taranaki in my local little, little city here. And I went out and talked to people, random people. I said, hey, I'm here to sh- talk about love and kindness. Do you have anything to share? And you know what? I t- talked to about five, six different people, and they shared their stories about love and kindness with me and the world as I was streaming live. One of those people, which I'll have on the show one of these days, Chloe. Hey, Chloe, what's up? Just that one conversation sparked so many things. Got a relationship with Kale now I see on the street. Hey, what's up, Kale? And uh, good old Simeon, uh, a.k.a. Easy Lyric, who had on the, the, uh, another show with me not so long ago. And then the, the email this morning, from my, I believe her name was Lynn, saying, hey, I have a story to share. Can I share it with you? Absolutely. I'm here. Let's make this happen. Let's share our stories, love and kindness. This is me. This is Keith Delmar. Inspiration Now. Thanks for listening. You take care. This show was first broadcast on Access Radio Taranaki 104.4 FM, thanks to New Zealand On Air.